What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we will go around the conference to get you caught up on all the latest news going on around the SEC as we head into Week 11. We'll also catch up with our buddy Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports to find out how many SEC teams could get into the college football playoff. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start over at Georgia as, of course, the Georgia Bulldogs were ranked number one in the college football playoff rankings this week. Kirby Smart asked on Wednesday his reaction to being ranked number one. His quote, no reaction. I didn't even see it, to be honest with you. We worked pretty late on Tuesdays. (laughs) One of the uh, highlights uh, this past weekend that went over the Volunteers touchdown reception by wide receiver Marcus Rosemey St. Jack Saint who has uh, come back very nicely from that ankle injury earlier in his career. Kirby said he's done a great job. He's one of the most competitive guys. He works really hard. Does a great job for us. That was a hell of a throw and a catch. Also on Wednesday Kirby gave an update on another one of his wide receivers, C.J. Smith. He said Smith's got an ankle sprain. Should be fine. He's running and conditioning with us. Now as the uh, Bulldogs get ready for a matchup with the other Bulldogs, Mississippi State, Rosemead Jack Saint was asked Wednesday night how the Bulldogs players are going to deal with those cowbells in Starkville going to play Mississippi State. He said that uh, Kirby Smart has talked about the cowbells. He said, quote, that's something that he emphasized every day with us. He emphasizes it, it is going to be loud and it is going to be hostile. Georgia around a 16-point road favorite in Starkville on Saturday night. That'll be at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central on Saturday evening. As for Mike Leach, he was talking with the media on Wednesday and talked about Stetson Bennett and said, I think he's gritty and tough, does a great job leading that offensive unit for Georgia. I'd probably say leadership ability is what he does best. Leach was uh, last week dealing with some issues with his wide receivers and not catching the ball. Uh, Leach said, we had a few guys that thought it was more important to be on the sidelines than out on the field. I figured we'd go ahead and get rid of all the chairs on the sideline as he was folding chairs during the game. That uh, will be a a game on ESPN coming up on Saturday night. Georgia has won three straight in the series. Kirby Smart's team last won in 2020 in a game in Athens versus Mississippi State. A lot of things going on over in Tuscaloosa these days as Alabama sits there at 7-2, number 10 in the national rankings. And former Alabama quarterback Greg McElroy was on with the Paul Feinbaum show this week and was asked, what does Bama need to do perhaps this offseason to change some things? Greg McElroy said, bring back Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt was the Alabama defensive coordinator 2016-2017, was their DB's coach and Director of Player Development before that. McElroy said, 
I think it'd be really beneficial to evaluate at the end of the season your coaching staff and evaluate who are some guys that helped build this thing from the beginning back in 07. He said Joe Pendry is retired, but there's a handful of other guys, whether it be Bo Davis, who's currently the D-line coach at Texas, whether it's Jeremy Pruitt. I uh, said uh, there's a couple guys that maybe you could bring back and kind of bring back the magic there. Now, Alabama... They have been widely criticized for their play this season. Nick Saban talking on the teleconference on Wednesday, Wednesday, he said, we work every day to try to get our players to play to a standard. We lost two games by a total of four points, both on the last play of the game. Are there a lot of things we can do better? Are we satisfied with where we are as a team? Absolutely not. But sometimes when the standard is so high, there can be times where you don't meet the standard and expectation everyone has for you. And as for trying to slow down Ole Miss this weekend, Saban said, look, I think Lane Kiffin's one of the best offensive coaches in the country. First-hand experience from when he was here. Defensively, all 11 guys have to be on the same page and play responsibility football. He also was very high on Ole Miss freshman running back Quinshawn Judkins, saying he's a good player. He's had an outstanding year, a really, really good competitor. He's relentless in the way he carries the ball. The uh, Alabama-Ole Miss matchup will, of course, be the 2.30 Central game on CBS Saturday afternoon. Now, Lane Kiffin, he spoke with the media, and he is not buying the hype that Alabama's dynasty has ended. On the coach's teleconference, Kiffin said, Dynasties are over when you start to see people being outcoached and outplayed, losing by 21 points. Talking about two of the hardest places uh, versus two really elite teams that at the time were as hot as anybody in the country as they went into both those places in Tennessee and LSU and elite quarterbacks and goes down to one play. Kiffin said the Tide are just a couple plays from being undefeated and will probably be number one in the polls right now. He said, you go down to a two-point play and it's 50-50 either way. The guy's literally one foot from being stopped short. If he stops short, the guy misses it, one play. Those things happen, they're undefeated, neither number one or number two in the country. It's a good point from Lane Kiffin. This is still a very talented Alabama team, and uh, despite some discipline issues and whatnot, they are still very loaded and capable of turning it on at any minute. Uh, meanwhile, over at Missouri, their uh, wide receiver Dominic Lovett was talked about or asked about playing at Tennessee this week. He said they're going to come out and they're going to drop their <clears throat> expletive and play. We're going to come out and drop our expletive and play. It's become a trademark saying for Lovett this season, but. Sophomore wide receiver is 45 catches for over 650 yards and two touchdowns. Tigers going to need a lot from Lovett, Luther Burden, and other skilled players. They want to go toe-to-toe with the number five Tennessee Vols this weekend. Meanwhile, over at LSU, Brian Kelly and his bunch heading into Arkansas. And Kelly on the teleconference this week said, I think there's a rivalry there with Arkansas. Obviously, we lost the trophy, the Golden Boot Trophy, last year in overtime means a lot to our guys. The Golden Boot is one that the guys know about. It's important. They want to get that trophy back. One of the other pieces he talked about is linebacker Harold Perkins, the freshman who's been a big-time contributor for them this year. He said the process was he came in as an inside linebacker. We identified early on that was going to take longer to get him to the rotation on the field. We moved him to outside backer, which was an easier fit because we could put him in different packages. This was about giving him as much he could handle and then getting the best 11 players. Obviously, uh, Harold Perkins played very well in recent games against Ole Miss and Alabama. Over in South Carolina, Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks are traveling to Florida this weekend, and they're looking to get Marshawn Lloyd back in there and hopefully get a big game out of him. Beamer was asked for an update on Lloyd this week. He said he's doing great. He practiced today, looked good. 
Lloyd has rushed 100 times for 556 yards and nine touchdowns this year. He's 10th in the SEC in yardage, third in rushing touchdowns. Beamer also uh, talked about quarterback Anthony Richardson. He said it's really, really impressive. What a talent. He's big, he's fast, he's strong and physical. He can make literally every throw in the football. He is a phenomenal player. Now, on the other side, Billy Napier talking about Marshawn Lloyd in South Carolina. He said Lloyd's an impressive player. He's got great make-you-miss finishing speed. He's heavy, got some vision to him, big part of what they do, and he's fun to watch. ton of respect for his game. Billy Napier asked for his team, praised wide receiver Ricky Parasol. After missing time before the season, Parasol started six games and appeared uh, appeared nine, has uh, over 400 yards receiving and two touchdowns. He said Ricky's proven to be one of the better players we have on offense from a production standpoint. He missed quite a bit of camp. Anytime you put a plan together, you try to be intentional about creating touches for players, and Ricky certainly deserves that. That'll be a 4 p.m. Eastern game on Saturday. Meanwhile, over at AM, Jimbo Fisher getting ready for Auburn and said he came away impressed with Cadillac Williams in his coaching debut. He said they ran the football very well last week in the loss to Mississippi State. Tank Bigsby's there, played very physical and hard. It was a heck of a football game. As for uh, his team and, and what they need to get going, uh, Jimbo said, uh, we got to go up against Auburn and look they've done it before they're physical it's in their DNA they're going to stay positive and practice well and uh, we'll see what happens as for Cadillac Williams for Auburn he uh, was going to coach his second game as the interim head coach he said look we're going to level up we're going to take this thing to another level he said I think I've been impressed with the improvement on the offensive line those big boys are coming together playing physical and playing Auburn football but we have to be more disciplined we had 14 penalties last week have to be more efficient on third down we were just six for 18. There you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Coming up next, we're going to talk with our buddy Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. I want to take this second to remind you guys about our friends over at Upside. If you have not tried out the Upside app, look, inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back. Whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why we started using the Upside app. Upside, an incredible app for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With the Upside app, you don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every purchase. If you want to get started, you download the free Upside app. You use our promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. That's going to get you $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. They claim an offer on whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business you pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. And in comparison to credit card rewards of loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside, and Upside users are earning more than a million dollars per week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Go download the free Upside app today and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. It's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED on the Upside app. on here Locked On SEC, one of our favorite segments every week around this time. Just catching up with our buddy Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Sports. And uh, Lynn, let's jump right into it. Uh, obviously, the other night we got the latest batch of this week's uh, college football playoff rankings. What did you make of this week's rankings? Well, uh, I, I really I looked into it more than I usually do last night. Spent some time while watching election results uh, going in and doing some research. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opinion that that's probably people haven't really thought through. I think the one team that has the best chance to be in the top four is not currently in the top four. I think it's Tennessee. Tennessee has the advantage that Alabama had either 2017 or 2019. I don't remember which one. One of the years that Auburn beat them is Tennessee has the easiest path to the Final Four. They get the big advantage by losing a game, which Alabama did by losing to Auburn, that they don't have to play in the SEC championship. And their final three games are, are Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. Now, one of those three teams could beat Tennessee, but that's highly unlikely. So Tennessee's probably going to go 11-1 and one in the, um, in the, for the end of the season. Two of the teams ahead of them, Michigan and Ohio State, play each other. So that's one of them that's going to have to lose. Georgia is going to have to win the rest of its regular season games, which it probably will. But it is going to have to play probably LSU. Uh, so it's going to have to run its season and win the SEC championship game. Uh, if they do that, of course, they're in the Final Four. And if they lose even the championship game, and they're probably still in it because they'd still have one of the better records in the country and they'd be given a chance to uh, defend their national championship. TCU has to play Texas. They're a seven-point underdog in, in Austin. And, um, you know, and TCU may very well win. They've had a great season. But that's a tough – I've covered two or three games in Austin. It's a tough place to play. So TCU's got to play Texas and Baylor and then win their conference championship game to stay at number four. Tennessee didn't have to do any of that. And so if, if TCU loses a ball game, Tennessee probably goes in ahead of them because their only loss was to Georgia. Uh, the Michigan-Michigan State loser would probably go in ahead of TCU if they had a loss. Now, if TCU runs the table, they're in for the Final Four. But the easiest, the easiest route there right now, to me, is Tennessee. And the, the most difficult route is the team sitting in number six, Oregon. Um, and they, they may be the best team in the country right now. However, they got to play Washington this week. They're number 25 in the poll. Then they got to play Utah, who's number 14 in the poll. And then they've got to play Oregon State, who was in the poll up until this week. And they're sitting there at like seven and two, and they play them uh, in Corvallis. So the, uh, they would love to be the one that, uh, that knocks Oregon out of playing for the, for the championship. So I think Oregon's got an extremely tough row. I think Southern Cal has a tough row because they've still got to play UCLA that's like number 11 or 12. And, and, and then also um, they got this number 11 and 12. Uh, and then they've also got to play Notre Dame, who's in down at number 20 and, uh, and coming off the, the big win over Clemson. So uh, you got some teams with a real tough, tough schedule. Uh, you've got most every team that's got a very difficult game. But Tennessee sitting in the catbird seat. That year that Alabama, I'm talking about, Alabama didn't win their state championship. They didn't win their division championship. They didn't even get to play for their conference championship. And they got in through the back door, and then they won the thing. And so right now, to me, the team that's in the best position is, um, is Tennessee. Well, and that's what's going to get interesting these next couple of weeks. If LSU runs the table and Georgia's undefeated in the SEC title game in Atlanta, what happens if LSU beats Georgia? Maybe there's a scenario where LSU gets in, Georgia gets in, maybe even Tennessee gets in with some help with some other losses. It sounds crazy, but can you envision a scenario where the SEC gets three teams in the playoff? No, LSU's not going to get in there. They've already got two losses, and we've named so many teams already in this conversation that only have one loss or no losses, it would take the flukest of flukes for any team with two losses 
to get in it this year. But, Lynn, now, if, if, if they team, beat number one Georgia in the SEC title game, that's going to be the best resume win of anybody. Well, maybe. A team that's got two losses uh, is, is just most likely not going to make it. But uh, you think the people hate the SEC now? Uh, you, you, you let three SEC teams get in there, or an SEC team with two losses get in there, and you let some undefeated or one-loss conference champion, the way that the, uh, the uh, uh, Pac-12 gets screwed every year and the way that the uh, Big 12 gets screwed every year, you talk about an uh, a, uh, uh, avalanche against college football and against the SEC, let them do that. If any team with two losses, when you're sitting there with as many teams as we got right now with no losses or one loss and that many teams that can win a conference championship and have a better record than a team with two losses, I don't see a scenario where anybody can keep any credibility at all but and I have a two-loss gotta, team in there if you've got those other teams. Don't you have to look at the resume wins, though, Lynn, rather than just the losses? In that scenario, LSU would have beaten number one Georgia, uh, a top ten Alabama, a top ten Ole Miss. I think the resume wins well, if you and, use, and if winning you use the, the same, conference. If you use the same criteria you used to put Alabama in it, maybe. Uh, ask Oklahoma State the year they got screwed. Ask Kansas State the year they got screwed. Ask, ask the Pac-12 teams most every year when they've had somebody. I'm just, I mean, that's nice, and I'm an SEC person, and I write for Tiger Rag. But I cannot, I won't be able to come up with any way to justify a two-loss team getting in the playoff if you've got no-loss or one-loss teams uh, that have got better records and are conference champions. I can't justify it. Now, maybe some people can, and hey, I can't justify the way that they've uh, given favoritism for the SEC before. I mean, you've had Alabama and LSU, you've had Alabama and Georgia, I think twice. And I go around the country, I know y'all do too, but I mean, I, I write and do stuff all over the country. And if anybody thinks that, uh, that, that it's not taken notice, that the SEC has had two teams slaying it three times when other conference champions have been screwed over and over again, uh, at some point, that's got to stop. And it's going to stop, and here's the good point to be made. If we had that 12-team playoff right now, that's going to be coming in a couple of years, every team we've named would be in the playoff. Even with an 18, which y'all know this, I favor an 18 over a 12-team. But even with an 18, you can make a case for a lot of these teams being in there. With a 12-team playoff, I think that every team that we've named would be in the playoff. But when you've only got four teams, and it's an automatic unfairness, you know, it's the musical chairs of football. You got five conference champions, five power five conferences, and out of four chairs. So it's it's inherently unfair. And I can't imagine that that the, I'd like to check the IQ of whoever it is that put this fourteen deal in the first place. Well, Lynn, stick um, with, stick with me on this real quick. I want to run through a hypothetical, and you just tell me how you would do it if you were on the committee. LSU yeah. runs the table. Georgia runs the table. Two loss LSU beats undefeated Georgia, number one Georgia in the SEC title game. You're saying you wouldn't put two loss LSU in, even though they won the SEC. But would one what loss did, Georgia what, be what, in in your picture, having just what, what, they didn't even win their conference? Well, they might. The the, uh, the one loss uh, Ohio State, Michigan so, might why be. Why are we playing so a conference got, championship? You, what, what's the point? Okay, yeah, you get, well, see, you're not telling me all the facts. You're not telling me what Ohio State, Michigan did. You're not telling me what TCU did. You're not telling me what Oregon did. You're just telling me what LSU did. And that sounds nice. If TCU hadn't lost the game and the Ohio State-Michigan winner hadn't lost the game, uh, and, you know, I, I don't know that you would do that. No. Now, you can, I can set up a scenario where you would do that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about where things sit right now and what's likely to happen. And, yeah, let TCU go out and lose to Texas later. Let's get Big 12 out of there. They're not going to do anything. Let's let Oregon uh, lose this weekend to Washington. Or next weekend, let's get them out of there. Uh, let's let U- UCLA 
uh, let's let uh, Southern Cal beat UCLA and Notre Dame beat U- and Southern Cal. Uh, I've just set you up a scenario where LSU probably gets in there. But I've given you about eight things that's got to happen before I could justify that. Is it possible? Sure. And if those things happen, yeah, I'd put LSU in there over any other two-loss team in the country. But if in, if those other things I just named don't happen, uh, I, I don't see that I can justify to a, a two-loss team. All right, we're talking with Lynn Scarborough. More with Lynn in just a second. Hang tight, Lynn. We'll get back to you. But first, uh, I want to remind you about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, esports. They got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, they've got those up at Bet Online. Always the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting fix. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn more. Of course, Friday show, we always give you the bet online lines heading into the weekend on all the SEC games. We'll have that for you this Friday. It is bet online. It is where you need to go to get all your information ahead of all the betting action. It is bet online. It is where the game starts. All right, continue our conversation, and uh, one of our favorite segments every week is catching up with our buddy Lynn Scarborough from Lindy Sports and kind of having a little bit of a heated conversation with Lynn. So, Lynn, let's jump right back into it as uh, we were talking about uh, some of the teams uh, going in this weekend. We were talking about Georgia. They got a tough test going on the road to Starkville this weekend to face Mississippi State. Uh, Just give me your thoughts on some of the other SEC games this week and any chance the – the Bulldogs of Georgia have any trouble down there in Starkville? Georgia by twenty. Don't even think. Don't even think it'll be close. It won't be. A, it won't be a competitive game. I like. I like Alabama to um, to beat Ole Miss. I, I think Ole Miss could beat them. Uh, a team that's very, very fortunate is Alabama. Uh, they, you know, you can make the case. Oh, well, they could have beat uh, LSU and they could have beat Tennessee. Well, they could have lost to Texas and they could have lost to Texas A and M which has already lost six games, the most disappointing team in the country. In fact, they should have. They should, in fact, they probably should have lost to Texas. They definitely should have lost to Texas right now. So this is an LSU, an Alabama team that, that if they're sitting there doing it right, well, we could have won this and this. We could be 9-0. and Yeah, well, you could be 5-4. and four. And, um, But, I, I mean, I like, I like Alabama to go over there and win the game, but it won't shock me if Mississippi wins the ball game. Uh, but I – but. You know, that's why I say, of course, I like LSU. I really think LSU probably wins out, uh, to be honest with you. They, they play at uh, at Arkansas, don't they, guys? Yeah, at Arkansas, and then they finish the season at A&M. They just got to win one of these uh, next two, and they win the West. Yeah, I know that, but I'm talking about winning winning out their ball games. Don't they, do they play at Arkansas? Yes, they're at Arkansas on, on Saturday. Okay, well, Arkansas could beat them, but they're probably not. And the other, the others are not. Texas and Mississippi are not going to beat them, and, and UAB is not going to beat them. So I think LSU probably runs the table. I'm, I'm taking them to win at Arkansas. Arkansas is a strange team. Uh, hey, I'll tell you, a, a fan base that ought to be hacked off is Liberty. Liberty's sitting there at eight and one. They played Wake Forest when they were like number fifteen in the country. They lost to them forty-three to forty-two uh, when uh, Hugh Freeze decided to go for two instead of kick a field goal. I mean, kick an extra point, go into overtime when he had the momentum. And, and the top 25 teams and Liberty is not even good enough to get in the top 25. And so I, I would, uh, you know, I would question why Liberty is not good enough to at least sneak in there at number 25. Lynn, a uh, spirited debate. Uh, always good to talk with you, man. We'll do it again next week.
All right, guys. See y'all soon. All right, that's our buddy Lynn Scarborough from Lindy Sports. Always good to catch up with him. And uh, he's bringing it, man. He's passionate. Look, I'm not trying to make it. I'm just trying to run through some scenarios. If LSU gets if LSU gets to the SEC title game and they beat number one undefeated Georgia and win the SEC, I think they're in. Because it means that much to win the SEC. And that would be one of the best resume wins of the year. You beat Georgia in the last week of the season. You beat the number one team. Who's, you know... What's Oregon going to beat a, you know, two-loss uh, Pac-12 team? What's Ohio State going to beat a two-loss Big Ten team to win the Big Ten? I'm just saying, like, talking about resume wins. Resume wins matter. Even if you got a loss or two, wins are what matter. All right, before we get out of here, uh, I wanted to get into uh, a quick look ahead at SEC Week 12. Some of the game times were announced this week for next week's game. We got uh, Florida and Vandy will be an early game on SEC Network, uh, as well as uh, Alabama's game against Austin P. That'll be on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus. Then you got uh, Mississippi State also with a non-conference, a and um, All those early games. And then 2.30, 3.30 Eastern will be Georgia at Kentucky. That game is intriguing. We'll see what Kentucky looks like next week. They've kind of been an up-and-down team throughout the year. Western Kentucky at Auburn in the afternoon. Tennessee uh, at South Carolina. Looks like that will be a night game, as well as Ole Miss at Arkansas. And then uh, a couple other non-conference games happening with Mizzou and LSU in the evening. So next next week's slate, not as sexy in terms of big-time matchups, but nonetheless some... Still some SEC versus SEC matchups there. There you have it. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks again to Lynn Scarborough of Lindy Sports for joining us. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow getting you guys set for all the games in SEC Week 11, and we'll be giving you our official picks going into the weekend from our friends over at Bet Online. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. For your second listen today, go check out, check out Locked on Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC.